Hello, my name is Adam, and join me in the Peaking Into Success podcast, where each episode we have a special guest and delve into the highs and lows of their career, as well as how they made their way to becoming so successful. Please find Peaking Into Success on Spotify and other great podcast platforms. Hello, I'm Daisy Ray. Welcome to the Talk Poetry To Me podcast. This is the podcast that highlights and amplifies local spoken word artists and poets from around the East Midlands. Before we even get into today's episode, let's start with this. It's called The Language of the Heart and it's from today's guest, Chris Oliver. When your heart speaks the language of warmth and love. This world can seek to take you and make you cold and break you until you start to grow weary of the fears and anxieties, those expectations and how you're treated by society, that feeling of being all alone, even in a crowded room. Like you're a beautiful flower, but you don't know how to bloom because there's not enough light shining on you. And so you can't photosynthesize or hide the pain behind your eyes, no matter how you've tried, it's like you're trapped. But you can take back your power, like arrange a space for you to contemplate acquiring a quantum state of mind, body and soul, taking back your control and vibrating higher as you aspire to be in tune with your angels and guides. Then you realize it's your heart space where your true strength resides and you were perfectly imperfect from the start, since the day of your birth, right? When your heart speaks the language of warmth and love, This world can seek to take you and make you cold and break you until you look beyond the veil of what appears to be broken and hear beyond the empty words which are all too often spoken and you strive to stay connected to the power of now because heck, heart tolls a heavy burden to allow. So you embrace life's little lessons and you gift yourself with presence. You shine your light onto the world and then you slay them with your essence. So now you're feeling effervescent with an energy that's never been. It's not a dream. Your self-esteem is so high. Your shoes are scraping the sky. You're a legend like John. You're second to none. You're perfectly balanced like the moon and the sun. Come on. Let your heart speak the language of warmth and love. Don't let anybody take you and make you cold and break you. We can all find a way to a space we can stay true, where we can leave behind the curses and step into our purpose. Then what can really harm us or hurt us when we set ourselves apart and we train our bleeding hearts to always speak the language of warmth and love? Welcome to Talk Poetry To Me. And today, I'm bringing you truth. 
No holds barred truth. We need to hear that sometimes as a reminder that life is not solely what we choose to include in our personal bubbles. Joining me today is accomplished poet and seasoned performer, Chris Oliver. Chris performs all over the East Midlands. He holds writing workshops and I've seen him perform several times myself. I'm looking forward to this conversation. So all that remains for me to say is, Chris Oliver, welcome to the show. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Um, it's great to be here. The pleasure is definitely all ours. <laughs> so, as with any journey, let's start at the beginning. What was it that got you into spoken word and poetry in the first place? Um, well, I first started, I enjoyed writing poetry when I was at school. I had a flair for writing. I always liked English and um, it was something that I just enjoyed doing. At some point during that time in school, um, I had an experience, a negative experience with an English teacher where I'd written a piece of poetry and we were asked to break down the piece that we'd written um, to the class. And I'd kind of used some metaphors and some some kind of, what would you call it? I'd, I'd kind of use use some some kind of advanced writing techniques, which I wasn't even really aware of what I was doing at the time. I was just using inferences, like I was um, making references to a particular song yeah. that was in the charts, and using some like word references to to that. And I was and I was explaining it to the teacher, and and they didn't get it, and they, and they sort of rubbished my work a little bit, and that sort of put me off writing for quite a while. And then obviously kind of life takes over when you leave school and you get distracted, you know, yeah. by various things, you know, guilt and whatnot. So so I, I didn't write for quite a long time and I lost I lost my passion for writing um when I left school for quite for many, many years. And then sort of say probably maybe about seven or eight years ago, I just started writing again. And that was just more about, you know, getting some of my feelings out and and some of my thoughts about you know things that i'd been through and my journey in life and and kind of things that i was experiencing so i just started writing about and and kind of about you know injustices in the world and things that i was aware of um so at first i didn't share it with anybody it was just kind of for myself and i'd rip it up throw it away write more and then I started just sharing with some of my close family members, some of my cousins, and they were kind of saying that it was, you know, good stuff that I was writing and encouraging me to, you know, to get it out there and and saying that other people might resonate with my words and might kind of really value hearing what I've got to say. And at first I didn't really believe in myself, but eventually I thought, you know what, I'm going to make it a personal goal to go to a, an open mic and share some of my words. And I had a bit of an anxiety about, public speaking as well so double-edged sword for me it was like a, some, about sharing my words but also about overcoming those anxieties and overcoming that fear of public speaking yeah um and the way that I did that so I became aware of uh, a guy that I know in Nottingham I don't know if you'd have heard of him he's called Jar Digger he's a rapper and a poet and he was running an outfit called Poets Off The Ends and he was providing a platform for people to share their poetry and I saw some of the poets on there and I was kind of liking what people had to say and, and the format. So I reached out to him 
explain my situation and he asked me to record something and send it to him and when I did he said yeah he says we definitely want you on board and so I went along recorded the first ever piece that I'd shared publicly it's still on YouTube now and if I be honest you know I don't like hearing it back because I can hear that I'm completely off time and I'm I can hear I'm very nervous I can see that I'm nervous I'm, I'm reciting it far too quickly and obviously it's one of my earliest earlier pieces that you know Nerves does that to you. It makes you like rush through something. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it nice though? I know like you're not overly keen on on hearing it now because you've come such a long way. Your journey is quite a long way down the road, but that's like a record of your journey. And you can look at that and think, look how much I've changed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. It's, it's quite a, a contrast in terms of so so in that sense, it's it's a good thing to see that contrast. Well, I'm not going to lie, I do cringe a bit when I hear it back. <laughs> I'm the same with early podcasts, so I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. On the back of doing that, um, yeah. again, the same guy, Jardiga, um, he um, kind of encouraged me to go to an open mic and he came along with me to my first open mic, was, which was at an event that's um, that used to be in Nottingham on a, on a monthly basis. It's called Black Drop Open Mic. They haven't been as active more recently, but they've just started um, doing that. Uh, quarterly events again so um yeah so so that's a, an event that i would always try and go to because um it was like part of the start of my journey where is that held they've been moving around a little bit so uh-huh. yeah they, they initially when i first used to go they used to be at the writer's studio in hockley in nottingham yeah they did an event not long back at the metronome which is in nottingham and um i'm not 100 sure where the next event's going to be but they've just opened back up because they're supporting one of their members, um, you know, is doing some some uh, fundraising for their daughter who needs some uh, some some um, specialist treatment abroad. So so I, I supported that um, that event, of course. So that's where you started. But where are you going? What are your aspirations? What are your goals? To be honest, just to perform as much as possible. I mean. Now that I've kind of found my um, confidence on the stage, I just, I love live performance. I really just love the energy of the audience and connecting with people. And, you know, it's really nice when people resonate and connect with your words. Um, it's, just, it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, I'm, I've been lucky enough to start getting, you know, bits of paid work in terms of performance. It's great to get paid work because it's a bit of recognition and um, but it's not really and a bit of validation but it's not really about the money it's you know I just enjoy performing and sharing words so it's more about that and I've also as you mentioned earlier been um, moving into more delivering writing workshops and that's something I want to get more involved in um, I actually work with young people in Nottingham so I work in alternative provision and I work with young people um, sort of 12 to 16 yeah you know, and and a lot of them are kind of very reluctant to put pen to paper in any scenario but you know I'm trying you know as much as possible encourage those that are interested to to write you know whether it's writing rap or writing poetry and and you know get some of their feelings out out on paper yeah see your head and shoulders above your teacher already well <laughs> yeah give the right encouragement yeah yeah so, well, yeah, other than that, I just, you know, as I say, just like, I like doing events. I've, I've um, done, I've actually done one event with a, with a friend of mine um, 
Laura Dickinson, we, we put an event on um, last year, but due to, you know, us both being busy, we've not managed to do another one yet, but, you know, hopefully we can, we can get some, some more events going in the near, in the near future. What sort of events? So, so we did a, a, a poetry event and we got a venue in Leicester. So we, you know, we invited, you know, a lot of people that we know to come and perform and we were quite pleased with the um, interest and quite a lot of people came out to support the event and it was a really good event. Yeah, so yeah, it's just about really bringing people together and, and giving people that space to share their words. That's fantastic. And talking of sharing words, I think that's an absolutely perfect link into you sharing some of yours, if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah, no problem. That's that's fine. Yes. Yeah. I have um, had a look at some of your performances. And before you start, though, I would like to say that I have seen you perform two or three times now. And what I noticed about you is you still the room. People literally stopped what they were doing and listened to what you had to say. That says a lot about your message as well as your performance. So I just wanted to slide that in there before you start. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. To be honest, most of what I write is semi-autobiographical. A lot of what I write is introspective thoughts and reflections on my own journey through life, my early journey, my my recent journey and everything in between. So, so that that's the truth in it, isn't it? Then that's what makes it so special when you deliver it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes when I perform, I mean, I do sometimes wonder what people think of what I perform and and the pieces that I choose to perform and how I perform. And but to me, yeah, I'm I'm giving people a lot of myself. I'm basically banging my heart on my sleeve. You are. Yeah. Whether your words are easy to hear or hard, we all appreciate the kind of truth and the honesty that you deliver for us. So there was a couple that I was listening to you perform. Um, there was one called I Wish and there was one called Knife Crime. I've seen you perform both and I've seen a room when you've performed Knife Crime and I can't choose between the two. So I think I'll leave the choice of which one of those you would perform for us. Which one do you think you'd like to do? So when you see Knife Crime, is it is it another sad song? Is that is that the title of it? You performed it the way, where they do the new real talk. Ah yes, I know which one. It's it's actually called Another Sad Song. I know the piece that you're referring to. I'd happily perform either of those to but to be fair, I'd probably go with that one only because it's it's a bit different from the one I've just performed and which has kind of got a similar kind of elements to it if that makes sense okay it's a piece that i wrote about five or six years ago when i wrote the piece it was it was a double-edged sword really because i was going to be performing at a black history event so i wrote it from a from that sort of perspective and also as i mentioned earlier i work with young people in the city of nottingham yeah. there's a big problem as i'm sure many people know with knife crime amongst the young people and you know, unfortunately, you know, this piece is just just still as relevant today as it was when I wrote it. And it doesn't seem like things are getting better. And it's a big problem within our city. You know, I've got sons as well. And I do worry sometimes when they go out into the community that they may get caught up with things that can end, end up being very detrimental to, you know, to anyone concerned. Yeah, to life itself. Yeah, most definitely. So, yes, I'm going to go with that one. So another sad song. Thank you so much. Okay. 
They said they heard it through the grapevine. But I was there and I could see the fear in his eyes and it dared me to cry. The sight of him losing his life force, fading like a crimson sunset disappearing beyond the horizon. I pray it never happens to my son, those butterflies in my tongue. Because I know these streets can be so unforgiving. It's another sad song to rays of light with futures so bright. Now one is gone. Forever. And what lives on is the tragedy of those unfulfilled dreams of a child with a sparkle in his eyes. And a smile that could fill the four corners of any room. Taken far too soon from the womb to the tomb in just 16 short years. 16 million drops of tears falling down faces in the various places that spark a memory of him. Things will never ever be the same thinking who can we blame but blaming, naming and shaming won't take away the agony of that bleeding heart apparent feels within their chest. As you struggle to catch your breath, you might wish for death to take you. At least then there could be a glimmer of hope that you might see his face again or hear the sweet tones of his laughter in the happily ever afterlife. But the asking price is the ultimate sacrifice, so I guess it all depends on what you believe in or how much you value what you'd believe in behind on this physical plane where the pain of a mother losing her son is becoming the norm. What is it that makes us feel we have to conform to these messed up stereotypes where earning strikes requires our young soldiers to target each other? How could you take the life of someone who resembles your brother? Young black child, stop seeking validation by raising your status in the hood. I'm from there too, and believe me, it's all good when you take your mind out the gutter. Build your life and give it structure and realize that you've been tricked. That your wings have been clipped because the powers that be do not want you to fly. No, they want you to die or get high or supply your community with poison thinking that's the only way to make it. Well, here's my advice and I hope that you take it. Dream big. Dream big and know your potential and know your worth. Shake off this diaspora curse, I mean. What's wrong with us all making it together? Through the stormiest weather supporting each other instead of bringing each other down. The real enemy is laughing right now when he's thinking, how is it so easy to manipulate them? to the point that they will kill their own for a mobile phone or for a 20 pound drug debt or to wreck their ends. If you lived on the same block, you could have been friends. And the one who lived, 25 years the judge gave him and his emotions unraveled as they slammed down the gavel. But his pride still won't let him admit that he messed up. And he wishes he could take it back. But some things can never be undone. There's no U-turn, so don't you burn your bridges. 
You don't have to be religious to know what's right from wrong. It's another sad song that's been played for too long now. We've got to be strong and somehow find a way to sway the perspective of the youth. Open their eyes to the truth that you are kings and queens, past, present and future. So make it your goal to control your knowledge of self because knowledge is wealth. And there's a wealth of knowledge in books. You should read them. Make the most of your freedom so you can remember that you came from greatness and your plate was always abundant. So you can build your self-esteem and establish your team and manifest your dreams. And then maybe, just maybe, we might get to a place where we won't have to sing another sad song. I think for everyone that is listening to this today, rewind that and re-listen to that because every single word of what Chris has just delivered is something we all need to hear, truly. Thank you. I appreciate that. Quite an emotional piece and, and there's, you know, when I was writing it, there was a, a specific incident that had occurred where someone had been killed that I had in mind. But no. it also brings so many to mind. There's been so many. And, and you know, I personally, I've been working with young people in, in Nottingham City for, you know, 20 years now. Yeah. I'm sure you can imagine there's been a lot. There's been people that I've worked with that I've, you know, seen in the newspaper. They've done things and ended up in prison for long-term sentences. Some that have lost yeah. their lives. And it's whichever side of the fence it is, it's always sad to see. It's, I, I always see it as a, a waste of, you know, a waste of opportunity, a waste of potential talent and you know a waste of kind of of life yeah you are in a perfect position right now with all these youths that you're working with to deliver your message and your knowledge the history of your life and the things that have inspired your words and make sure that all of the young people that you are nurturing get a taste of what you've lived and hopefully you can change the course of some of their futures most definitely. And, and, you know, even if I can only get through to a few, then I see that as a win, you know, because yes. I win every battle. But most definitely, I think it's, it's important for us to, you know, share our experiences and, and try and, you know, help young people to avoid some of the pitfalls that we've already encountered. 100%. I like a bit of a hat trick on performances on Talk Poetry to Me. And out of everything that you've ever written... If you could just choose one piece that is a standout piece for you to perform, what would that be? And would you perform it for us? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, um, that's an easy one. I've, I've got like one piece that is my favourite piece to perform. I just connect with the piece so much and resonate with it. This is just, you know, as I said earlier, it's often just giving you a piece of my, it's giving you a piece of my soul. And this piece is kind of, I would say, I call it my signature piece, really, and say that it's, you know, I'm saying a lot without saying a lot. And it's and it's called um, The Rest of My History. I don't, have you heard this one before? I don't think I have. This is going to be new to me, Chris. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's the one I'm going to go with. Perfect. Thank you. 
for the rest of my history. Shards of hope dance around my deepest desires. The fire within my belly compels me to reach out and welcome them into my grasp. My heart beats so fast, my past continues to haunt me. The future continues to daunt me and the weakness of my flesh allows me to bleed with ease and so I freeze. Afraid to just be in that moment. Aware that my real opponent lies within the confines of my own skin. Telling lies to my mind's eye, making mountains out of molehills and mowing down my dreams like roadkill I Hold still. My pen transfers the pain onto paper. The words seem harsh like Henny no chaser, but I pace myself in a vague top shelf. I need to cleanse my cells for my mental health and place myself in a space which allows me to go back to basics and stay rich on the premise that health is wealth. The realization's like a weight lifted, but my soul is still twisted. This is just the beginning. My head's still spinning, but I know that I'm winning and I, I feel blessed because I avoided that coughing. Now I'm coughing some shit up off my chest. How ironic. Now I feel bionic like the million dollar man. I post my words upon the gram, but I care less if people like it. It's great if they do, but that's not why I write it. It's like, this is the only way I can release and let go. I find in a peace when I let flow, which I'd known from the get-go. But I am the sum of my life experience. There's only one me and my seeds and my variants, and so the cycle of my bloodline continues through the ages. And the pain still flows through my pen onto pages, but it no longer cripples me. And my little me's, well, they get to see a different me and I get to rewrite the rest of my history. Love that. That's the future. Thank you. That's perfect, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing all three of those with us. So poignant. Thank you. And such a pleasure, if emotional, to listen to. <laughs> it's brilliant. Thank you so much. No, no, thank you very much for, for having me on and giving me, you know, the opportunity to share some words with yourself and, and, and your listeners. I really appreciate that. Before we let you go, though, I've started a bit of a tradition on Talk Poetry to me in that I like each of the poets to recommend another poet Mm-hmm. Who would you recommend to our listeners to listen to? Oh, there's so many people in my mind, in mind at the minute. But what, I'm, if you don't mind, I'd love to take this opportunity to mention that I've been involved in a in an anthology. So it's out now on Amazon, and it's called United Under One Sun: Poems of Transformation, and basically it includes um, pieces from myself and three other poets, Poetically Expressed, Writing for Light, and RS Poetic Perception. And 
I would recommend any of those three poets. But in particular, you know, R.S. Poetic Perception um, is a poet from Nottingham and, you know, she's been very successful. In fact, I've been quite inspired by her journey. She's been very successful and she's been like, you know, performing for quite a while before I was and, you know, doing workshops and stuff like that. And she's an amazing poet. But, you know, all three of the ones that I mentioned in the book are all amazing poets. But as a, the standout one I'm going to mention and, and recommend R.S. Poetic Perception, Ravel Sade, your name is. So I'm going to assume that she is on socials under that name. Um, she is indeed, yes, she is. Yeah, Fantastic. So our listeners can look her up. Thank you very much for that. I love being introduced to things that I am completely unaware of. So thank you so much. We will look into her and the other two. And that brings us to the end of our enlightening conversation, Chris. Thank you for joining us today and for sharing your poetic journey, your aspirations, your inspirations and your poignant words. No, thank you for having me. I've really, I've really enjoyed um, being on and sharing with you today. Thank you. And to our wonderful listeners, thank you for tuning in to talk poetry to me. Be sure to check out Chris Oliver's work. You can find him online. I'll let Chris confirm exactly where you can find him. Okay, so I'm on Instagram. I am Chris Oliver underscore spoken word. Facebook, Chris Oliver spoken word. And then I've also got a YouTube channel, Chris Oliver underscore spoken word. So yeah, it'd be great if anyone uh, you know resonates with my words. If you want to check me out or add me, my pages are all open. So thank you. Join us again for more poetic conversations that inspire. And until next time, keep the words flowing and the inspiration growing. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Daisy. Take care. All that's left for me to say before I leave is thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to ask you to share it with your friends and family and anyone whose heart and mind loves the power of the spoken word. Let's build our community of poetic souls together. Join us on Twitter at talkpoetry underscore to me. You can also email me at talkpoetrytome at gmail.com. I've been Daisy Ray and until we meet again, take care of each other.